snake warning. It's a trigger warning, but for snakes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super. Snake edition. (laughs) I'm your slithering host. Jeremy Hammond with me as always are my serpentine co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. Hi, it's Katie Rose Leon. I'm not scared of snakes. I used to work with snakes. I would get bit by snakes all the time. They're just big snakes, and there's little snakes. They just want to be warm. And Alex Patek. Snakes for nothing, Katie. <laughs> I'm eating a whole foot long from Subway all at once. I wouldn't suggest it. You're going to hurt your jaw. (laughs) It's no problem, snake-wise. And you would perhaps be expecting a snake joke here. But in fact, it's good friend of the podcast... Jake and Bake <laughs> from uh, hey, Wizard and the Bruiser. Hey, Jeremy, great to be here. I love copperheads. I love asps. Uh, I love it when they're eating a whole rat and then like their windpipe kind of sticks out the side so they can keep breathing. Uh, just really a great animal all around. Fuck arms, fuck legs, slither on the ground. It's the way to be. And I guess yeah. we're uh, talking about the darkest, most fucked up manga anime ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. That's the one. That's right, Jake. <laughs> Jake and Bake. Jake and Bake. Not Thanks Jake for coming snake. back. It was Jake and Bake. <laughs> oh, that was right there. It was right there. It was yep. on the floor, right in front of you. And yet, we, sometimes you got to not take those. We choose chaos <laughs> <laughs> down here on the ground. <laughs> Things operate a little different. (laughs) I'm always running away the devoids bullets. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I do think it's funny that when we first started this project of doing random shows, we're like, it'll be cool because we'll watch all sorts of dumb, there's so much dumb trash anime and everyone's like, nope. Just super serious. Yeah, the moment we gave people the right to vote, they were like, you're watching good stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, if the, if Berserk is about anything, it's about why monarchy is the way to go and democracy <laughs> is a mistake. Yeah. As you can tell from the great way they live their lives under the various kings who are not demons. Yeah, we're, we're rapidly becoming a, a hardline state communist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong-un is the descendant of the sun. (laughs) Down here on the ground, we never vote. I mean, when Lenin found the, uh, you know, amulet with the nose and face on it, you know, it was like, okay, we could rise up as the people or... Maybe I just wear this cool falcon helmet. Yes, yeah. dude. Behelet Lenin is the hottest crossover anyone has ever thought of, and I'm thrilled we've got there. Yeah, people don't talk nearly enough about Lenin's cool armor. <laughs> it's just every that picture of him coming home from the train, but he's just dressed as a falcon. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. If Lenin is Griffin, does that mean Trotsky is Gus? <laughs> Just wandering the earth. To be it's fair, not. that means Stalin is <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you gotta be a big, juicy daddy. The Iron Curtain was just a giant sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, fun stuff. Oh. Well, Jake, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the podcast? What, what do you watch? You watch any new animes? Oof, and you've uh, had two of us on the on the show since, so you watched those at least. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> right. We watched the My Chemical Romance anime. <laughs> My Chemical Romance is anime. It's the anime of music. Yes, something oh. that did not Have you come seen up. How on our big Gerard Way's eyes are. What? <laughs> we did an episode for two hours. You're just like, Have you, I've never seen a picture. He's got big wet eyes They're like big. a deer. His hair is canonically pink for three years. <laughs> no, the uh, the unholy uh, Asian-based escapist media I ended up falling headfirst into 
uh, is K-pop? Up? No. No. Really? It's- Goodbye. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your new cult membership. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Sorry. K-pop. Actually, we've lost the episode. <laughs> oh no. Weird. The thing stopped recording. <laughs> no, like my fiance was the first one who get, we. Like clicked on a music video once, and the YouTube algorithm was like, "Oh, we know what you want," and immediately started serving us like so much shit. Uh, but it's, it's ready to send gifs <laughs> all the time. <laughs> there is a weird. Uh, it's this, I'm almost living this secondhand through my fiance, but I am watching a lot of music videos, and I did see Super M in concert at Madison Square Garden. Super M is like the. Um, traveling Wilburys of K-pop. It's just like all different pretty men from several different groups and they all just like toured the country. Um, (laughs) But it's pure escapist fantasy. It's, it's the closest thing I can compare it to is wrestling because the re the, the, the the interplay, the tension between the kayfabe and the reality is constantly in tension. What do you mean? That's what the K and kayfabe is for. (laughs) Korea. (laughs) Well, yeah, because like from what I understand, you probably know more about it than me, but I I like lightly dabbled at one point. K-pop's crazy because Mm -hmm. they are made in a factory and every aspect of like uh, coverage and and actions is 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 uh like written out for them, so they're constantly trying to control like the real image versus what's actually happening. And what somebody told me is it's really common that when they go to get the plastic surgery, they just say that everyone got in a bus crash. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, "Where's Tae Young?" And they're like, "Oh, he's got in a bus crash," and then he shows up two months later with new eyelids. I never should have taken this bus to stardom. <laughs> There Damn, was, a whole country of all Cliff Burtons. Uh, the one band that like we've been following the most is called NCT 127. NCT stands for Neo Culture Technology. Okay. Don't get into it. Um, and Sounds like a star. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about this one is they like tried to go international. So there's there was like a Chinese member and a Japanese member, an American member and a Canadian member. Okay. And um, one of the, the so the Japanese one named his guy's name. They all only have one name. So he was Utah. And like for one year, they just gave him a new chin, and it was real freaky <laughs> looking, and nobody liked it. And then then this year, all of a sudden, he's back, and his face is better again. <laughs> like they're like, but just, he's dead behind the eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, and the I'm so we're older, like we're both in our 30s. And like there's like a weird underground of like older fans that are just like, you know, they're like, oh, these are my children. These are my sons. Like, I just support these nice boys. Like, they're just right. a band of dancing nephews for like an entire swath of the okay. American fandom. So, like, I like um, that they're getting out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like different in a lot of ways from like. What would have been like the boy band fandom of our youth, where there's sort of like younger fans who are into them almost as like romantic elder icons? Well, that that's definitely a hundred percent there too. It. We just don't deal with it, right? Because you're you're older. Uh, but like, do you think the- there were nephew people for like the Backstreet Boys? Probably. It's probably like a, or I don't know, hopefully not like a Twy Mom thing where it's just like. I've been trying to get my boys to stop hanging out in alleys, but they're just tough guys now. (laughs) (laughs) They don't wear sleeves. They're larger than life. Was that how you interpreted the back street was an alley? Yeah, they were supposed to be tough boys in the back streets. I uh, I thought of back streets as like, like the inner streets of a neighborhood, like. They're from, like, way in there. In the suburbs, I always <laughs> thought it was an alley because I didn't have an alley, and I always thought, what if... It definitely was supposed to be, like, like, they're a little like, t- like they're alleyways. A little and, dangerous. Yeah. Right, somewhere where maybe you could disappear with a boy, and no one I would be none the wiser. <laughs> early 90s, they're like, check out our boy band of incredibly soft, approachable suburban teenagers. <laughs> like, that's not marketable. <laughs> That's oh god! There's um one K-pop group called the Stray Kids with a Z, <laughs> okay. um, and there's another one that I just found out about that I their songs are terrible. This, like there's like a good K-pop song is just a good pop song, like it has international appeal. A bad one just sounds like the shittiest EDM anime opening you've ever heard. Okay, mm-hmm. but that's uh, just a group, and they're called the Boys. Oh, they're all just, right. There's just 15 of them. They're called the boys, and you're just like, yeah, I love the boys. I actually have a night for that group. <laughs> <laughs> we play poker. <laughs> we um, listen to EDM. <laughs> and the craziest thing is uh, 
the fandom is so obsessive because they put out, uh, you know, social. there's it, constant uh, outpouring of social media. They won't release, like, one album a year. They'll release, like, <laughs> two or three mini albums just to keep the hype going. And, like, if one concept doesn't resonate, they're like, oh, no, fuck it. That's old. We're doing a new thing now. Um, and the way the fans yeah. will just hyper-focus on, like, just weird momentary glances between each of the members or do, do something. cross K-pop Twitter because they will kill you. They will kill you. There's, there are just like, think about like weird comedy Twitter or anything else, but it's even more intense and it's, but it's about weirder stuff. So instead of people trying to beat each other up or talking about what you can and can't say, it's like, what do you mean these two members aren't secretly gay for each other? <laughs> Actually, these two other members are secretly gay for each other, and I'm going to end your life, Rachel. Oh, that would be so funny if that's why Louis J. Gomez was fighting Jake. No one crosses Louis, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, Gomez. How does this keep working? It keeps working. The snake thing is going to run through the whole episode. You can't be talking shit and then show up at the stand. <laughs> Oh <laughs> the stand, of course, named after what I as a snake can't do. <laughs> it is incredible. Every like eight months, I'm like, man, I really got to get back into stand up. And then something like this happens, and I'm just like, no, I don't. No, no, I, no, I, no. Don't. no I don't. So I see you hate free speech, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was the jester in the old king in the old court that was the only one that was allowed to um, just like point at two people in the front row and just talk about their sex lives. Right. Yeah. Nervously got up and left. The jester was the only one who could ask if you ever fucked an Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that was forbidden. In medieval times, and you know if the if the jester is right that you two are dating, uh, he gets to keep his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a powerful role! So that's how I've been escaping the uh, just cyclone of depression that is the reality around us. That sounds like a good one. It's yeah, really, that's pretty good. Uh, and like, there's so much K-pop, mm-hmm. and everyone's very good looking. And I love street fashion. You can find out a lot of good looks from there. Mm-hmm. Although. Wasn't there a big K-pop controversy like a couple of months ago? Which one? The, the, the multiple se- deaths. Oh, the, honey. The, I know about the deaths. I know. I'm talking about the big like uh, prostitution ring breakup. Oh, that was um, uh, Big Bang. I th- one of the yeah. members of Big Bang, uh, not G Dragon. G Dragon, everyone loves the most. He's, yes. He's d- he just got out of the Korean military. Where yes. did you, they have like an Israel thing. Like yeah, you conscription. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. You know, things are kind of tense there. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, all right, I'm sorry. This is a quick sidebar. Where does the Korean Civil War fit into K-pop lore? Um, also, who is the cutest boy in the DMZ? <laughs> uh, but yeah. North Korea, it's always Kim Jong-un. <laughs> he is adorable. Look me in the eye and tell me you don't want to pinch those cheeks. His skin is untouchable. Uh, yeah, one of the members of what was one of the biggest groups uh, at his nightclub had a prostitution ring going. Uh, there was also a uh, rigged reality show where uh, a bunch of people got arrested because all the uh, record companies sent their quote-unquote rookies to be uh, like competing together and... The voting process was blatantly tampered with. Right. Well, that's like all reality shows are rigged, though. That's it's like the police just being like, what, you're telling me that Real Housewives is scripted? You're all going to jail. <laughs> what do you mean, Dominique, is it trashy like that? <laughs> There's tons of weird clips where like they'll do live chats. Like It's a huge part of the culture... That it's like it's like Twitch, but they're not playing a game. They're just looking directly into their phone camera, and like the chat will be blazing by, and someone will be like, "Yo, adjust your hat if you hate your record label." Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they they sign up when they're like thirteen years old, and then they're just like you know uh, they live in actual dorm rooms together. Yeah. Nice. Like you imagine you go to uh, you know Jakarta. Millions of people are screaming your name the entire time you're there. You're earning buckets of money for a bunch of faceless people, and then you got to go back and sleep with your like roommate in the bed next to him. Like it's so weird. Wait, and so do you get out of military service if you join a K-pop group? Um, no, it's the only no. way. No, they send you. That's why it's a really big you do thing. Extra. 
when uh when they finally get conscripted to the army there's always like a big thing where they have to like figure out what to do while they're gone i remember uh, this is also a big deal in the starcraft professional community <laughs> Or just when they're getting good, they have to go learn how to be a sniper, and then they're never quite the same. <laughs> they yeah. forget their builds. I, I'm terrified that what's happening is I literally just have been a weeb for so long that, like, a drug addict, it's no longer distracting me enough, and now I'm becoming some sort of Korea-boo, and I'm just, like, finding a new first-world nation full of shit that I'm just like, well, this'll just stop me from thinking about all that stuff I don't want to think about. I've already consumed 3,000 years of culture once. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Who was the K-pop oh? And the music, I guess, the... is fine. I yeah. guess technically they're it, great songs. It sounds to good. To. I saw there was some K-pop group at the Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Who was that? Do you I know? I think that was BTS. Uh, did they do the Boys with Love song? I don't know. Oh, I, I, saw, I saw five is... Korean boys who looked very. You're cute. thinking of uh, BDS. <laughs> 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 there are five boys, and they uh, yeah, the Big Dick Society. Want... <laughs> <laughs> they're wanted by the Israeli army. <laughs> I think BTS is the one that they're really pushing for cross, uh, like, uh, to, to cross over. Oh, they in the did United it. No, States. BTS is like the reason why anyone cares. It's That's insane. Crazy. They've done so much for this community. <laughs> what does it stand for? Them. I, it's the... It's, it, the word is in Korean. It's just oh. an abbreviation for that. Behold the snake. <laughs> Behold the snake. And that's the title of this episode. Berserk. Behold the snake. Oh, Berserk. Um, I know we have a good chunk to fill for the recap, but no, I have, start, uh, I have a lot to say about, about Berserk Yeah, we can general. start talking about Berserk broadly, yeah. Because in a way, Berserk has been my Korean pop groups. <laughs> in that I've been watching things happen to boys. Yeah, who's the <laughs> cutest boy on Berserk? Uh, it's Guts. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, almost the only one who uh, gets out anywhere. Wait, so his name is Guts? His name yeah. is Guts, and as a joke, like, is it we like would... Global Guts? Yes. Like, you, you yeah, got... G- like, do you have it? Yeah, GTS Like, guts. you're full of guts, you know? Yeah. An old internet fight that people would, like, get into knuckle-down, drag-out forum wars over whether it was Guts or Gatsu. Gatsu. Ugh. Which is, uh... Just Guts. The same. Very annoying. <laughs> Very annoying is what that is. <laughs> It's like people who insist on putting the O at the end of Kakarot. Like, Fuck off. Fuck off. No. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, but we watched the first episode of Berserk, the 90s one, because there was a minute where we were like, which one are we watching? The good one. <laughs> we watch Sailor Moon Crystal every week. We're going to watch the good one. <laughs> is the new one really that bad? Yes. yes. Damn. It's like the it like animation down, is they bad. Didn't make it like, no, so it was highly anticipated because it's supposed to actually tell the rest of the story where things are really supposed to pop off, and it looks it's like a cel shaded video game from a PS2. Like it's not even like, like the Mark's anime. It's just the scene of Titus kissing Yuna in Final Fantasy X <laughs> with is, no changes. It is like the Mark's anime, except okay. like sometimes worse. Oof. I think it looks worse than the Marx anime. Yeah, it's really? worse yeah. than the Marx anime, and like this, it's like jun- jumpier. And it's uh, it's just so offensive because the art from the original manga is some of the best so art beautiful. I have ever seen. It's, it's amazing, and it's just like people had been waiting for years, and they're like, "All right, here you go, a piece of shit." <laughs> Eat it up, piggies! It's like <laughs> shoveling slop into a. This show's board. about punishment. Like it's objectively terrible. Like mm-hmm. even if you were anticipating it, if you were coming in blind, you'd be like, "What is this crock yeah. shit?" If you one want- good thing about it, which is the uh, music. Is very is much more appropriate for the series than the night. <laughs> oh yeah, I I, I kind of love. I mean, uh, uh, I love stupid like anime bullshit from like between the late eighties and early nineties. So I do eat it with a spoon, even though tonally whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to know how good the Berserk manga art is, it was just unrelated on the forty-one strange Twitter account of weird stuff. What? You guys know what? 41 Strange? Yeah. They'll have like pictures what? of moths and birds, and then sometimes the Berserk manga. <laughs> well, it's just really beautiful. It's Paul F. Tompkins shares it. No, no, no. I'm, the phenomena is uh, whoever is the first comedian to quote tweet 
the 41 Strange account, acting as if like, whoa, where did this come from? As if everybody doesn't follow the same account that does just post the <laughs> no same No one thing. will top Paul F. Tompkins. You strange for this one, 41. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is my plug for 41 Strange. But uh, look into it. just to set the tone of what we're talking about here, it's like a gritty heavy metal medieval show where everything's all like gross and there's <laughs> dirt everywhere and there's big yeah. big big boys with swords right, but well, there's also good- like um it doesn't get into this episode but uh there's a lot of demons and the monsters are really fucked up and uh like if you ever fucked with devil man it's like a similar vibe where it's like so fucked up that your mind can't even wrap around what the fuck you're looking at like cuz you're like oh is this like a lot of genitals and scales and claws all at once and where it's, does uh, the mouth end so, and the pleasure begin <laughs> wait so so before we get too far into it Katie you've seen it before yeah. you love it yes Jacob, you have you'd seen it before. So this is my story with the how I first saw uh, Berserk uh, in my college anime club. There was one weird kid. Love this sentence that <laughs> kept suggesting it, and the uh, president and vice president who ended up marrying each other uh, <laughs> kept politely declining, and we're like, uh, "No, that's okay. Um, I think we're just gonna stick with Naruto and Bleach and." A couple other, uh, uh, you know, uh, hey, who's seen Fully Cooley? That's pretty great, huh, yeah. guys? Is it because all the rape? Is it? Is it the Probably nonstop because rape? Of the nonstop. Uh, first of all, it's not all rape. There's yes, there's an omnipresent threat of rape. <laughs> it's definitely in the air, but it only coalesces three to seven times. <laughs> um, how many episodes are there? <laughs> and just, uh, there's, I think it's twenty five, something like that. Damn, you love to see those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so the weekend to just be the guy in a group who's like, I have a suggestion, <laughs> and everyone knows why you're bringing it up. How about a show where one third of the times you see a rape? <laughs> you love to be the odd man out in the anime club. <laughs> uh, so the weekend of graduation, we were in the same year. Uh, this kid finally was like. That's it. I'm hosting a screening. And he invites the whole anime club to this, like, uh, dark site. <laughs> it's literally just one of the dorm rooms. It was like... under Chicago. <laughs> it's just you and teens who haven't been convicted of anything. <laughs> this, this unsanctioned anime club meeting. And we're going to marathon the whole thing. We get pizza. And it's like, I've never seen anything this... Cr- I mean, I guess Ninja Scroll or something. But, like, yeah. there is a weird heavy energy to this thing. <laughs> And we're all just kind of like, you know, we're just hanging out, talking about the good times. And while we're doing it, there's this dark ass show on. And finally, it gets to the finale. And everybody knows the 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 most uh, the, the crucial event, the, the the formative event of this entire series happens. Uh, there's a lot of demons and there's a lot of screaming and there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of sexual assault. And at that exact second, the cleaning lady comes in, like almost on cue. And the awkwardness that fills the entire room is something that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Wow. What's fun is you have the story and she has that story. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very oh, different. Wow. No, you have to understand, this is key to his uh, journey of trauma. That's how he becomes the black swordsman. I'm sorry it's so dirty in here. funnier if she knew the show, too, and was just like, wow. Isn't that insane? That's when I walked in. Fuck. The manga was better, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was a real race to see who was going to do the voice. (laughs) And where it was going to (laughs) go. We had the warm-up bonus episode not doing voices for a while. Um, Um, And uh, also, another berserk thing is, I think... Alex, one of my favorite stories of early balling out is that when we met the struggle session guys, they asked you to do an episode on Berserk. I don't think we ever talked about it on the show. No, well, I talked about it on their show, so I felt like I really got my nut out. Um, but, but no, but basically that you had to watch the whole show in like a day. So they asked me, would you like to do an episode on Berserk? And I thought, oh yeah, was that a movie? Sure. And then I signed <laughs> up and they were like, all right, here's a YouTube link. The entire show is in three videos. And it was like... All right, my Saturday and Sunday are now 12 hours of watching this on YouTube alone. (laughs) It was good, though. It was just a weird way to process it. I feel um, only one rung below watching it in an amphitheater with my college classmates and a cleaning lady. (laughs) It is good, though. I, um, I... 
was having a conversation with my partner about this recently. Uh, you know how anime's uh, tropes happen a lot, right? Like, uh, we got your, your like, schools, you know, like Little Witch Academia, My Hero Academia. That kind of anime always comes around again, schools. You got, like, Slice of Life horny animes, like your Tenchi Moyos, which come back. They, like, brought Fruits Basket back. But there's been years since there's just been a super gory, violent anime. There's been... In the 90s, we were rife with them. We had, yeah. uh, you know, we had Berserk. We had Ninja Scroll. We had, like, you know, everyone was just bleeding everywhere and exploding and going, <laughs> I have not seen anyone blow up in a long time or, like, have maggots crawl out their eyes or have a weird snake lady vagina with blood gushing out. And, you know, I'd really love to see it. Just yeah. once can I watch a horse get fucking bifurcated. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him sliced in half and then a zoom in of an eye getting real big and like, uh, like I love, I just, I think it's time. The world's horror and I want blood now. Yeah, somebody recommend, (laughs) someone out there in in Radio Land, recommend some gory shit for us. Well, there's plenty uh, out there. Like new gory shit. That's what I'm saying. I want one. Some new ass It's 2020. 2020. Year of the Snake. Well, Actually, it's the year of the rat. Year of the rat, even better. Squeak, 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 everybody. Like, shut, shut me down if this is like, like, nope, too sad. Like, we're not talking about this, but like, uh, there is like a certain weird, like, fashy kind of deal to these kind of dark animes because mm-hmm. it's like I'm thinking of Goblin Slayer too as well. That's also kind of like this where you know it's like the government is weak and like uh, you know everyone's. Poor dumb sheeple and like the one guy who gets shit done yeah. just fucking kills like because literally the whole point of guts is everyone he hates turns into a literal monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so that he can be as cruel as possible. I've seen absolutely zero of this outside of this one episode we just watched, but like if it's like the other stuff that I can picture it being in the same vein as it definitely has a sort of like reactionary, like individualist sort oh, of absolutely. mentality that's, to that's it where he's like turning himself into this like castle of meat in order to like <laughs> keep the feelings away. And like only I can rely on myself and my giant fucking sore. It's yeah. the Japanese version of the like American cop show, you know, uh-huh. it's just die hard with snakes. That's all it is. I, I have the rule in general that uh, uh, unless it's the exception, your anime, it's probably, Probably fascist. <laughs> it's mostly about killing things you can't trust. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just one of the fun things that brings us back, isn't it? Oh no! Also, key to also key is like how many times in Berserk is there just one character that's like, no, we gotta work together and, and trust each other, and just you know, just because someone uh, seems like the anime doesn't mean we gotta we gotta be at each other's throats. Oh no, I've been turned into paste! <laughs> Surprise! I'm the Snake Man. You trusted me because you're a weak liberal, and I've cucked you. <laughs> <laughs> but it is different from like like a Dragon Ball type of thing where mm. like Dragon Ball is even though the lesson of it always ends up being Goku can save us at least there's some illusion of like but it's also about hanging with the homies so- <laughs> like sometimes Ball's about the community as much as it is about Goku <laughs> sometimes Goku and Vegeta have to fuse and then only two people can save us <laughs> what an exception that proves the rule yeah maybe what it's is even Medicare worse for in some all ways. if not a giant spirit bomb you know <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of worse in some ways that it's presenting it as like you could try other things but in the end it's just gonna be Goku <laughs> at You're- least this is like black build enough to be like nobody even tries. <laughs> this show is very refreshing in that there is no uplifting part of it. Oh yeah, so you no. watch it and just feel better about your life. It's good. It's just love not living in dirt here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like every time there is a little bit of an opportunity where you're like, if this was a different show, this is where something nice would happen. <laughs> and it's like, nope, actually they're dead now. Or like they're a demon. Or actually they were never your friend, bitch. <laughs> uh, you, you actually, he's she's his wife now. And uh, you don't get a wife. And and it's amazing like the level of thing that you start to consider like, a nice thing where like even in this episode there's a point where you're like well in a nicer anime he would have died from getting shot in the head (laughs) and yet here we are shooting him five four times yeah (laughs) 
wonderful. Oh. All right, well, let's get uh, let's get into the recap. Jesus Christ! They shot a shot across me bow. Oh, I didn't see you there. It's me, Seamus Nakazai. Number one Irish Gundam pilot in all the fucking Gundam universes. I have a few things to say to you. You, first of all, space is for the space noids. Plots out. Second of all, you should support the ball in our super podcast on patreon.com slash pod for $5 a month. They're providing incredible content. Oh no! A Gundam ball for $7 a month. You can vote on what anime they're going to watch next. That's a big fucking deal. That's one that's not going to come up again, so you better listen close. Now time to get back to pitch combat with me giant Ormolite and freakishly huge core and put a bomb in. Let's do it. I would just like to say this is another episode of Alex platforming women because I was coughing too much when the show started, so he took notes because he's my friend and I like him. I'm the Berserk is really about being an ally. <laughs> 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 Oh boy! Berserk is, Berserk I, is about the power of women. It's as, really not. As Mao once said, women hold up half of the god hand. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, it's really not. <laughs> well, let's begin. Uh, the god hand is like there's Squeempus and Dumbo and Fiddle Dick and Brain Lord and Sexy, sexy Debbie. Her name is Tits. <laughs> <laughs> and she's an important character. It is also funny that they're not half of the god. <laughs> There's just one. <laughs> it's one for five. Okay. Uh, well, if you've seen the show, you'll understand all these jokes. Berserk, episode one. Now, before we go into it, it is worth explaining that the first episode of Berserk has not nothing to do with the rest of the show, but takes place in a different time period from all of the other episodes of the show. Uh, to use the uh, game dev uh, terminology, it's what we call a vertical slice. It's a vertical of, slice. Of the Berserk experience. They uh, bookend it. <laughs> I will say, um, even though it doesn't really have to do with the rest of it, I feel like it does give you the vibe, which is more than we can say about some of these like first episodes we've seen. Yeah, yeah. I have a pretty good sense of what the show's going to be like. You, you really you, do. You. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure the horrors that await are only... Uh, yeah, it just escalates, but yeah. you got the vibe. More more and more severe and more and more frequent, but... Uh, Although I will say this, if you're waiting for more snakes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the snake episode. <laughs> there, I don't remember anymore. Um, they qu- they Tarantino it, so you start out in the future. And, uh, to the point where I almost was like, let's just watch episode two, but no. Wait, we so do the- episode one as our new system so the, so this takes place at the end of berserk yes so then really the story of berserk is the story of the rise of snake man <laughs> snake man is alive for all of berserk that is correct <laughs> you don't know where he is but he's out somewhere being vaguely evil all right let's get into it so before we even see anything we have some uh red text on a black screen and it is in japanese so you cannot read it but it says something along the lines of what is fate jake you had uh at least in the dub uh or the version i saw it was like whether it is chaos or gods in heaven man has no control over his fate and a lot of the times at the beginning of these episodes they'll have a spooky demon hand holding like an eyeball necklace cause oh, I it's love a it. demon I love those like Baylet close ups they do it's so fucking gnarly it's just like a potato with eyes bro like <laughs> what if your potato had a fucking eye- what if it's looking at you man you vegan bitch and as an Irishman that is my greatest fear <laughs> Isn't that the the little dots that form potatoes that call them eyes? They are also yes. called eyes. Yeah. What if it, what if they was real eyes? <laughs> <laughs> That's what kind of what this show is about. And uh, it's the new Banksy pieces. He just puts googly <laughs> eyes on a potato. <laughs> is you watching your potatoes? Your potato watching you? What if the potatoes was the government? <laughs> CCTV, look into it. <laughs> real eyes, real eyes. <laughs> Potato the, eyes. The potato eyes. And then <laughs> Mickey oh Mouse God. is holding it for some reason. Realize, so realize is the best version of this joke you're ever going to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
just in case it comes up again, a uh, weird artifact in this show is the behillet, and it's like a, a flesh nub on a necklace with eyeballs and noses on it. I more refer to it as just yeah. a fucked up Mr. Potato Head. So if it comes up again, that's what it is, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry that this show is made of uh, full of made-up stuff. But uh, anyways, we have a real thoughtful text there. It makes, the show starts, and now we're thinking. Oh, all right, what's this going to be about? And then we have a quiet opening on a blacksmith, and he is hammering away at the biggest sword. <laughs> a sword you're thinking, oh, no, he messed up. He'll have to redo it. It's too big. It's not too big. Yeah. That's just how big they like it. <laughs> Folks at home, you're imagining perhaps like a broad sword uh, that, a, that a big, hefty knight would use. No. No, it's far no, larger. No, no, it is four times as big. <laughs> you know when, like, uh, someone... Uh, 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 commissions a commercial artist to be like, what if we made a really, really big toothbrush as our public work piece to put in yep. this corporate garden? That'll be fun and whimsical. This is like, what if we made like a really big sword? <laughs> <laughs> Katie, that is a perfect example. Whenever you see a co- uh, like advertisement with a tooth holding a toothbrush the size of its body, that is what this sword is to this man. <laughs> oh, you remember in um, Ocarina of Time, there was the the Bigoron sword, right? And it was when you got the real, real big sword. Imagine if uh, a, a sword that would call that the bitch Goron sword. <laughs> That's a it's great so small. <laughs> now imagine a tooth is holding it. All right. Well, I think we've emphasized. So we've this. almost made it to the opening theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Again, cannot stress enough. Big. The sword, sword is large. It's <laughs> gonna come sword. back. <laughs> and now we get to the theme song, which is a '90s buzz ballad. <laughs> Wild. Totally unfitting of everything happening in this show. It's so peppy, it's bizarre. Hanging out by a fountain, yeah. <laughs> Playing basketball in black and white. Yeah, yeah. But the text is a color. Yeah, they're that. like, now back to your show. It's a man <laughs> fucking a dragon today. <laughs> <laughs> there is like literally a daisy in the opening, which is like the most '90s imagery yeah. to me. And I'm like, what was this meeting? They're like, no one's gonna watch this rape show. <laughs> What if we trick them with a twangy 90s jam and a daisy? <laughs> and like, it's almost like fashion photography of guts. Yes. He's just like, has like a jaunty jacket over the shoulder and he's just like kind of like Ooh. looking whimsically up into the distance. Yeah, the, the vibe of the opening is like, life's difficult sometimes, but <laughs> then you learn a lesson and you move on. My heart learns to love again. <laughs> it's really anyway, hard. back to the rape show. <laughs> Cut to dirt Europe. We see a cart full of child slaves. You guys like Europe? What if it was just mud and shit? (laughs) What if it was only Latvia? (laughs) You know how like Dr. Doom's like, I love it here. It sucks ass. I wish everywhere was like my shitty dirt continent. It's like that. It's all all of Europe is Latvia. It's called Midland in the show. It's it's Europe themed Europe. It's whatever Europe you want. It's what a Japanese person imagines Latvia is like. <laughs> and Guts is walking through it. Guts is our main character. He's a statuesque drink of water type. Uh, he uh, he's a rectangle with a head. <laughs> He's like a mega blocks. I call him <laughs> Gus. With, mostly because the first time I watched this, I kept being like, 
what's his name? Gus. <laughs> to my partner being enraged and being like, no, Katie, it is Guts. So he has a cool name. He has a cool name. It's Guts. And because I'm a stoner ditz, I'm like, yes, what I said, Gus. <laughs> say it. Say his name. Gutsenberg. My friend. <laughs> Gus. So it's a big uh, statuesque man, kind of like the being a Tekken three. If you've ever seen the opening cinematic of that with Jin walking through the town, it's just a man with a hood walking through just the shittiest part of a castle you ever did see. And uh, he go walks into a tavern, and there's there there's the bartender, and he's doing wild exposition <laughs> out loud. He's like, ah, times are dark ever since. Uh, even in the castle town where we live in Midland. Are you getting this? Ever since Griffith has been the king, that will be a character later, Griffith. Just in case anyone's doing a irony podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they, when they open up on the bar, literally somebody says, times are bad. Oh, no, no, yeah. the, I remember this. The exact line is like, hey, have you heard any good news? And the bartender's like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> And that's the show. <laughs> he says, my daughter was murdered. Oh, you mean good news? Sorry, I thought you said regular news. My ear is <laughs> fucked up from that other bad thing that happened. Jake also made the uh, observation that this is the era of anime dubbing where uh, they are realizing that it's worth to dub anime, but not enough to try. <laughs> so like, they're doing that thing where they're like, we just need there to be dialogue whenever someone's mouth is moving. But right, we don't, don't need it to match. They don't change the the mouth animation or whatever. They're just like, <laughs> hey, where are you going? I'm over here. <laughs> what? Like, you think you're some kind of expert or something? Because I don't think that. <laughs> uh, so they're doing exposition here in the bar. It's very nice. And then, uh-oh, trouble wanders in. Creak, creak, creak. The doors swing open. Uh-oh. It's roaming knights. And they're up to no good. And you can tell because they're laughing, which is always a bad sign. Yeah, anyone who enters a room laughing. Ha ha ha! Just got done doing crime. No, you can tell they're evil in a berserk uh media because they're just grotesque lumping freak people yeah, <laughs> yeah i was noticing how much more detail they put into the noses of bad people versus good <laughs> berserk's very good about the like if it looks bad don't eat it <laughs> kind of <laughs> mentality uh what uh they were very into on struggle session is the uh obsession with the corruption of nobility in this show and that mm. everybody who has a job in the monarchy is like surprise i'm the pedophile man <laughs> 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 it's just uh, rotten all the way to the top. And so these are the knights, and they're no good. And they come in, they're like, I'd like to do a sex assault, please. <laughs> and there's one girl cleaning the floor, and they're like, we're going to make you drink wine off the table for no reason. Uh, the bartender's behind the bar with like a with a napkin just like, polishing <laughs> a girl. <laughs> Oh, you came to the right bar. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only girl there, and they mainly just like dra dragging her around by her head to the point where we're all like, "That's not okay to do." Yeah, you know. And they're also thinking that in the show, but they can't do anything about it because they're gutless cowards, and they need some kind of uh, Ubermensch to save them. <laughs> and so the knights are just throwing this girl around and they spill wine on the table and then make her lick it <laughs> and uh, they say they have dialogue like ha 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 no men will come to save you cue stereotypical old Jewish man <laughs> just cause he was wearing a yarmulke and has a beard does not mean he's intrinsically and a gigantic nose <laughs> just because he's in dirt Latvia with a big nose a beard and a yarmulke does not mean he's Tevya the milkman he can also like not walk or do anything he has a cane and he's like oh please leave her alone and they just trip him and he's like no they declare a pogrom, they call it the Night of the Dead Jew, and they're like, well, that's not poetic. In we'll the work on the name later. <laughs> Let history decide what we call it. <laughs> but anyway, their bad nights are being bad. They are upset that the old man has even sort of kind of stood up to them, and now they're going to go on a murder spree. Barely, barely stood up to them. <laughs> yeah, he trips immediately. <laughs> he like, just really just walked in the room. It was his mistake. 
And so they're like, well, before we do our murder, let's do sex assault. And so they're like being creepy. And then one of them takes a... uh, 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 an arrow to the eyeball and he gets pinned to a wall and you're like oh thank goodness and it's really bloody which I like yeah I am not in watching a way that this doesn't alone. super make sense but I don't care yeah because like what it's an arrow there's no like exit wound of an arrow yeah you're that's a good point Jeremy it shouldn't be that bloody but it is and it is anytime anything happens in this show and you love it and so uh, that guy gets an arrow, and the other one's like, whoa, what the? And then they get arrowed. <laughs> They're like, a million get arrowed, and you're like, somebody have like an arrow machine gun? What is happening? And uh, it turns out, yes. 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 Uh-huh. And it's Guts, our uh, block man from before. And yeah. he comes in, and the thing about Guts, and he's the main character of our show, and he's in every episode, can barely talk. <laughs> every line he has is like, I kill you. <laughs> so, can we talk about his gun thing for a second? Because yeah. Katie, you said not to get used to it. Does it it like goes away eventually? <clears throat> he he loses like the gun ability, right? It goes away immediately. Oh, okay, because it's a flashback for oh, the rest right. of the so show. The show is him building up to getting gun hand. This is uh, the only episode where he has gun hand. Yeah. Oh, interesting. For longtime the- fans, if you're following the series like from the original comics, which has been running for decades at this point, it's like a big deal when he gets a new thing. Okay. So, like, at a certain point, he gets, like, a cool set of armor or, like, a different sword or, a, yeah, a better arrow gun. And that's, like, part of his like, – it, it's almost like Batman. Like, if a gadget is good enough, it's part of the canon. It's, like, mm-hmm. official. Right. So, so, right now. The thing it was making me think of is, like, uh, when you th- – talk about like time travel and stuff and you're like man if i could go back in time and buy like apple stock man i'd be a rich man now but then there's like a dude version of that where you're like man if i could go back in time with like an automatic rifle yeah (laughs) i would be king of the middle ages (laughs) (laughs) for a day until i run out of ammunition trying to kill ten thousand men and then die of disease (laughs) And so that's kind of what this is like. If anything, it reminds me of the beginning of every Metroid game where you start out with all the shit and they're like, whoa, I fell and I tripped and I lost my gun hand. (laughs) Uh, So right now for this episode, in our recap purposes, Guts has one normal human hand and then one hand that is a crossbow that is a machine gun. (laughs) It doesn't need to be loaded, apparently. It It just always, they're in there. It kicks ass. I mean, he has like a strap thing where he's covered with more arrows, I think. No throwing knives. He gets little throwing knives. They're huge throwing knives then. Yeah. They're giant. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kills all of them but one, who's the leader of the knights, who's grabbed this girl, and he's like... How dare you kill my guys? Now I'm going to extra kill this girl. But guess what? He also gets shot in the head with a bow. So don't worry about it. He's not a problem. We're done with him. That's probably the only bad things that will happen this episode. You think? Well, yeah. He demands to meet his master. And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, well, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... He didn't try that hard, I guess. <laughs> it didn't seem like he cared. mentioned it and then just shot the dude to death. Yeah. Uh, and Gus re- never took that, uh, you know, uh, verbal skills, managerial skills class at the learning annex. <laughs> he is a fun character in that, like, uh, he has almost no depth to him and just shows up places and snaps into a rage and kills everybody. But at the same time, you can just apply whatever you like to him because he's uneducated and like can't read or do anything. So you're like, yeah, he's probably feeling all kinds of feelings. Well, he's also he's, he's just like acting out his trauma. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a trauma sponge. Yeah. Uh, which, if you'd like to see more of that, watch the rest of Berserk, <laughs> which is him accruing traumas. Yo, what if all the things that actually make me incredibly uh, um, ineffectual and uh, a burden, what if that actually made me the strongest person who ever lived? <laughs> That's the appeal of this show, is you watch it and you're like, what if when I was an asshole and freaked out on everyone, they were just like, Alex is so Sick. powerful today. <laughs> He's really on one. <laughs> I'm glad I got yelled at for no reason. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so uh, somebody from the bar runs away, and they go to the local 
Snake man. <laughs> they go to the local... T- We're not the snake man quite yet. We're, they go to the town minister, and they go, Mr. Minister, Mr. Minister, the Black Swordsman came. The new movie by the Wayans Brothers, Black Swordsman. Come see it. It's amazing. But also, this guy, he's mysterious. And uh, the minister is like, well, that's no good. I don't want my boss to hear about this. I'll put a bounty on his head. And then we have a quick scene of his boss, who is just uh, Voldemort from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> he's got pointy teeth and he's like ah good and it's like more prey his yep. skin's gray and we're like nothing evil here yeah. he straight up looks like Ryuk <laughs> he looks like Ryuk and he's also as Jeremy pointed out we were watching it and he was like I bet he's the bad guy <laughs> he doesn't seem like he has any hidden endearing qualities but it would be extremely funny if he was the good guy <laughs> Gods, no, we're a, local, we're a non-profit organization. With our five-year plan, soon poverty will be eradicated. <laughs> uh, so he's alone in a room cackling. That kind of tells you what he's about. Uh, uh, we cut back to Guts, who is under a tree, and he says, Boy, am I tired of my murders for the day. I deserve a rest. And he sits down, and immediately uh, a symbolic scar on his neck starts to bleed, which as fans of the show know, uh, that means the demons is coming. Whenever your scar bleeds, it's because you've been branded and the demons want you. And oh my so, god, it's like Harry Potter's lightning scar. It is like Harry Potter. It's kind wow. of a lot like Harry Potter, isn't it? Damn. Wouldn't it be cool if Harry Potter, like, murdered people and shit? <laughs> Guts is the boy who lived, I'm just gonna say. This is a better version. <laughs> He's the boy who refuses to die. <laughs> He's the boy who just wants to die. <laughs> if uh, Miura, the guy who made this show, came out and made, like, statements like J.K. Rowling makes about her characters. <laughs> <laughs> and Guts was gay the whole time, actually. <laughs> I mean, we knew. Yeah. yeah we're like, well, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of transparent in that part. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, fun nightmare scene. He's asleep and he's like, ah, and there's demons on his hands and his legs. And they're like, we're going to get oh, wait, wait, you. Wait, wait. Remember spoon. when he announced that peasant number three was Jewish? That was real great. That was- <laughs> By the way, peasant number three, he hates Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Um, uh, so Guts is having this wonderful nightmare sequence he's covered in demons Who? these are your run of the mill demons whom amongst us has not had sleep paralysis at yeah. least once <laughs> yeah you see him on you and you go ah nah, ah, ah. <laughs> and also I can't tell if this is a dream or something that happened cause he it must be a dream cause he wakes up swinging his sword and nothing is there yeah I think in officially like Every night he does have to like fight a bunch of shit. Yeah, that adds to his cool guy points. It adds to his cool guy points, but you don't see anything on the ground here. And I'm wondering if, much like Kid Cudi, he just has night terrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a in a sense, he's very similar to Kid Cudi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, so many comparisons. He'll be up, up, and away on the trail the next day. I'd, you've listed every Kid Cudi reference I know. So <laughs> <laughs> the one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, also in this dream very important we see the god hand who are the big bad guys of the show they're like demons but they're bigger and there's five of them and uh, if you've ever seen uh, uh, anything Clive Burke yeah they look like the Cenobites from Hellraiser they're covered in leather and they're like they're all gross sometimes they have brains on top get your brain back in your head (laughs) and then one of them is just like a sexy lady and then the other ones are Cenobites Anything? Anybody have anything to add on this one? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Me neither. All beep, right. Beep. Well, beep beep. That's it for that. Um, cut to pogrom. Cut to the castle. The uh, the snake guy is now talking to his servant, the minister, and he's like, "Please, Mister Snake Man, <laughs> don't kill everyone for no reason." <laughs> and the snake guy's like, "I have to, because you said there's a bad guy." <laughs> And I'm going to do it in tropes. (laughs) And so he's looking at this armor next to him uh, that is in the shape of a snake, like a gold snake. And he's like petting it. And he's like, I'm going to go out and I'm just going to be bad tonight. He he looks like the the evil cobra guy from G.I. Joe. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, uh-huh. he looks like the GI Joe the guy, the fucking blank face guy, right? No, 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 not Cobra Commander. They then they brought in another more evil guy who was yeah. like from even snakier. He's I even mean, snakier than like the other one. Mixed up the, all of them. Oh, this one's way snakier. And so he puts on his snake suit and just goes out and does a program. He, he's got all of the bad knights. He's got everybody with, like, no name in the area, and they're all going to go do murder. And there's just footage of houses burning, and everyone's like, ah! And then once the town is totally destroyed, Guts shows up. He's and, like, I just want to make sure you stepped on all the babies first. Yes. <laughs> Guts was in, we know for a fact Guts was in the town. He <laughs> wanted to confront the guy, and still, despite everything, Thing was like, let's see where he's going with all yeah, this. Yeah, because he tacitly approves of what's happening. He's just also trying to fight. He wants to make sure there's no one left to save by the time he goes and does a fight. And he's like, I just don't want anyone getting attached, you know? Real complicated. <laughs> also, you're thinking this guy has, the snake guy has a whole army and Guts is one guy with a machine gun arm. Surely he must have a sneaky move planned. Nope. He just shows up in the middle of the road and announces himself. <laughs> what up? It's me, Guts, your boy. Out here with the fucking machine gun arm. <laughs> I'm kind of like the daddy of this whole situation. Uh, I just caused trouble, but I'm the sweetest bitch you will ever meet. I'm Guts. And so uh, the snake man says appropriately, get him! Snake, get him. And so everyone goes and they try to get Guts. And I Guts pulls out his sword, which... Callback from the beginning it's is large. Big. It's so, so big. big. <laughs> it's so wow. big. This show does this thing that uh, I love where um, they they have voice actors doing like crowd reactions in the background. So it'll just be a random shot and you hear people being like, oh my God, he, he <laughs> sliced that whole horse in half. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, it's a big sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or so wide. <laughs> what? He doesn't have two normal hands. What? <laughs> and so he uh, finally kills all the the uh, the the Jamooks, to borrow Jake's term. Uh, and he's decided to fight the Snake Man. And he says, "Snake Man, it's time to fight." <laughs> and they run at each other, and they do a slash, and the Snake Man kind of gets the better of him. And then, uh, as a resourceful young man. He shoots a machine gun arrow at him immediately in the face, and so he falls over, and you're like, okay, good. Actually, not a problem. <laughs> Except for all of the civilian casualties, of which there are a massive amount, uh, no, lo- no love lost. Yep. Only to then find the man in the snake armor. He's a real snake, and he's Whoa. so big. He's so big. He's a giant snake, but also with arms, so he's like the... He's like the pre-Apple serpent from the Bible. Right. So when you say he turns into a snake, you mean like it's his normal face and he's just like kind of got a big snake body? No, you see, the thing is, it's not his normal face, but in fact, a snake vagina. (laughs) A giant, bright pink snake vagina with a snake coming out of it. It's like a snake head, and if its mouth was open, and his face is inside of the mouth, which looks like a vagina, which, to be fair, snake mouths... Be looking like vaginas. Snake mouths be looking like vaginas. <laughs> they do be like that. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> hey, don't I, act like you don't know. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Slash's snake pit was about. <laughs> yeah. yep. If you've ever sometimes you watch that mouth go down that throat and you think if only that was me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, this large snake. <laughs> The large snake is a big problem. He's using his tail to smack Guts around. Smackity smack. And Guts is, um, despite having cool armor and stuff, just like a guy, so he's just getting fucking knocked about town by the snake tail because it's like five feet wide and it hits him into a fence and they're just like, oh, you would be dead if you were a normal man and not a total hunk of burning love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he doesn't say anything because he never does. That's kind of his oh. enduring appeal. Snakes, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Guts' special move throughout the series is uh, getting his shit wrecked and then having the villain be like, wow, I, I would follow up with another attack, but I, gosh, you know, you seem really resilient. I'm going to let you get up while I still just kind of, just really just pontificate about how 
you really should be dead, but <laughs> look at you, buddy. <laughs> so many opportunities to finish Guts off throughout this show. <laughs> he is just lying down a lot, and they're just like, I wonder if he'll get me. <laughs> and so after they've smacked him around for a good minute or two, uh, he uses his snake arm, which I don't know how that helps you move around or anything, but he has one, and he picks Guts up by his head, and he holds him in front of his head as if to say, huh, well, I hope nothing bad happens. <laughs> and then Guts uh, pulls on a string on his hand and that lowers his uh, 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 machine gun fist into a rocket launcher barrel and blows the snake man uh, in, in the face with fire. Yeah. And that knocks him over and you think, oh, good, they got him. They did not get him yet. <laughs> so Guts slices him in half with the big sword. And now he's lying on the ground cut in half. And you're like, good, they got him. And then he's on the ground and he's like, how? How did you get me? And he's like, what? A bitch says, what? And then he just starts shooting him in the face with the arrow gun. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. And he's like, yeah, this is a, it hurts, doesn't it? And he's like, ow, oh, ow. And it just keeps going. It keeps going and he's like not like... He doesn't look angry or happy or like he's feeling anything from this. It's just like a compulsion he has. Like he's like scratching an itch by shooting him in the yeah, face. Yeah, he's a cool hero we all relate to. <laughs> I think he's having the same feeling we're having, which is like logically, I mean, you're dead. So I guess I'll just keep shooting you in the eyeball until you stop talking to me. Uh, and the snake man has a behelet, as we discussed earlier, potato amulet. And Guts takes it, and that makes him think of a flashback, which is the rest of the entire series. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. And that's Berserk Episode 1. Hooray! Clap, 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 clap. Fantastic stuff. Well, out of seven Dragon Balls, Alex. Um, If I'm reviewing first... Sorry to say it, I gotta give it all seven Dragon yeah, Balls. I gotta do it. I've seen this gotta show like three him. times through, and I'm just a uh, just I just love snakes as an animal. Anyone else? Yep, Katie, what do you say? Yeah, it's seven. I fucking yeah, love this shit. Uh, seven. There's the everything from Dark Souls to every spooky, black pilled, violent, crazy goth shit Europe nightmare that Japan has ever produced is born from this moment. Yeah, the shit ruled. I loved it. All right, well, here we go. I've gathered seven Dragon Balls and arise, Shenra. <laughs> Damn, Shenron, you got a real big sword. <laughs> a PTSD dragon. He's got such a huge sword in his tiny little dragon hands. I've seen dragon things. Oh, what kind of dragon things he's seen? Like a fucking dragon, get all fucking. Fuck you! Wow, this is this is going places. Okay, well, so we've all gathered Dragon Balls. So I don't know, four wishes, Jake. You get all four of them. Uh, I I I wish for um, a decent, uh, a well-made Berserk anime reboot. Fuck off! <laughs> Um, I, I, he might warm up to one of these. <laughs> uh, I, I wish everyone had uh, proper access to mental health care in this country. I'm getting a gun and I'm shooting it into the ground. <laughs> uh, I, I wish everybody here has uh, had a great have a great new year. I'll run them behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wish every podcaster doubles their Patreon by the end of this month. No, instead I'm gonna drink and drive. <laughs> Fuck you! Damn, I thought I could get a selfish one in there. <laughs> wow, the United States really needs to set up uh, an infrastructure for dragons after they come back from Dragon yeah. War. <laughs> yeah, the DA hospital is simply not doing it. <laughs> the DA, how dare you? How dare you, sir, at long last? <laughs> It's 
hot in here. It is warm. Yeah, it, it is, is hot. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's wrap this shit up. Jake, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. What would you like to plug? Uh, listen to Wizard and the Bruiser. Uh, go uh, check out uh, uh, LastPodcastNetwork.com. Uh, we're touring. We're going to the Midwest uh, the 9th through the 11th. Maybe that's after this aired. Go back in time. Yeah, See us in- tomorrow. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, uh, we're, we're on the 9th in Chicago, on the 10th in Pontiac, Michigan, on the 11th in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, we're appearing with uh, Page Seven. That's Jackie Zabrowski and Natalie Jean. Uh, ch- check us out. Say hi. If you say you s- you're here from Dragon Ball Super, I will personally buy you a beer. Whoa! Whoa. Damn. You might end up buying some beers. That's, <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> this is crazy. Damn. Uh, Katie, what do you got? I'm on social media lockdown, so I don't got shit. Sh- 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 Leave me alone. <laughs> Do not mail Katie a knife. <laughs> I'll be back soon, but not right now. <laughs> beep, beep. Vote for universal health care, please. Um, Alex, what do you got? You save up your DMs for Katie so she gets them all at once when she comes back. <laughs> you just get a hundred hundred guys asking if they, if you love them. Uh, my plugs. Jeremy, thank you for asking me. Thanks so much for having me on. I love Ballin' Out Super. I love all the ballers. Uh, I think uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. That's P-T-A-K Jokes. I saw someone who did not know how to spell my name uh, make a whole thing of it on Twitter. It's Patak Jokes, okay? And then uh, if you're in New York, go to my stand-up show every Sunday at Cherry Tree Bar at 7 p.m. And one last plug, next Tuesday, January 14th, we're doing a debate live show for Pod Damn America again. You gotta come to those. They're at the Secret Loft, I think at 8pm whenever the debate starts. And we're just gonna get crunk, which is what a democracy is about. It's hard to watch. Watch it with friends. Well, this is Very the true. Yeah, this is the thing is I did one of those sober and I was just like, this show is four hours long. There's no way I'm <laughs> ever doing this again. <laughs> Um, and find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out my other podcast, Generation Loss, uh, with Brittany Bohr from BB Lettuce. And also coming very soon uh, is the official OnlyFans, where Katie pretends to be your friend. <laughs> oh, are we doing that uh, in exchange for a fifteen plus dollar donation to the Bernie <laughs> Sanders campaign? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Oh, my God. You'll know I'll do it because I need it so bad, but, like, what? You love breaking the law. It's really something. I know. I'm not sure if this is legal, but we're doing it. All right. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super! Fuck you! Super!